Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Not Your Average Twink, where I talk about what I want, when I want, whenever I want, because I can. Uh, if you don't know what a twink is, you're obviously straight, and that's okay. Um, I'm sure you can use Google, and I am Jake Dolphin, if you didn't know, start clapping. Um, hello, I didn't say stop. Anyways, let's get into the episode. Uh, Hello, everyone. If you are listening, then congrats. You are one of the three people who is listening to my first ever podcast episode that I have recorded of just me talking by myself. Now, I know for some people it's quite normal to talk to yourself, but those people are called crazy people and I am not one of them, or at least I'm not feeling like one of them this week. Um, So I might stuff up a little because... It's very unnatural feeling to talk into a microphone to yourself. But, anyways. Um, so, lately, all I've been hearing about is the new Jeffrey Dahmer TV series on Netflix. And I watched about two episodes with my mum when I went back home to visit her. And I haven't been able to watch any more since then because my TV has stuffed up with Netflix. But, um, I need to ask the question that I'm sure everyone is secretly thinking. Who is finding Evan Peters attractive? Apart from Emma Roberts. <laughs> Like, I even remember when um, American Horror Story first aired back in the day, back when it was actually good, back when it wasn't popular to watch it. I remember you used to get teased if you watched American Horror Story back in the day. Um, I used to remember all these girls at school who would, like, obsess over him, and online as well, but in person, maybe it was because I hung out with the weird girls at school, but they used to obsess over him and think he was so attractive. I have never, ever, ever found a single person in real life, in everyday life, that has told me that Evan Peters is attractive. Now, his body, on the other hand, that's a different story, because of the two episodes that I watched, um, me and mum were watching it together, and I was kind of giving him a bit of a look up and down when my mum was arguing that it wasn't his real body, because there's a couple scenes where he has his shirt off. And my mum was like, no, they've definitely used a stunt double. And I was looking, and I was like, hmm... I reckon he just got really ripped for that. So if you put a paper bag over his head, um, I would be more than happy. But that's not how things work in real life. (laughs) Um, Anyways, my friend Beck, one of my best friends, messaged me the other day. And she told me that her and her family think that he looks like me. And he acts like me, apparently. And I don't know why, but this is something that happens a lot. Like, one, her family constantly mentioned me in their group chat. I think her mum may listen to this at one point or another. Hi. Um, and I find it funny. I mean, it's nice. I think it's sweet. But also, I swear everyone constantly says that people remind me of them. It doesn't matter who it is. Remember back in the day I used to get... Um, I used to have lots of people say that I reminded them of Joel Creasy. Now, apart from the fact that we both have... Well, apart from the fact that we both did have receding hairlines, I don't anymore... Um, I don't know what we have in common. I think I'm funnier. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry to break it to everyone who has told me this before, but I don't resemble every single blonde gay in the Western world. I hate to break it to you. Um, I've been compared to Jack Vigeon as well, and I feel like sometimes my friends say it just to make fun of me because he's clearly gotten a lot of... I don't even think he's gotten any work done per se, but he's certainly got a lot of filler, and now that I've gotten work done on my hair and my teeth Um, my friends always refer to me as Jack Vision and fun fact also my ex-boyfriend 
one of my ex-boyfriends, had sex with Jack Pigeon. And for a while it gave me this really bad complex because I was kind of sitting here stressing, thinking, is that what he sees me looking like? Like, Because I don't know what it is. There's certain gay guys within the community that will only... I mean, I know everyone has a type, but there's certain gay guys that will only uh, go after, like, blonde, twinkie-looking young guys. And that's fine. I don't care. Like like I said, everyone has a type. But I don't really think that I look like every single other blonde, twinkie guy. Not that that's a... I mean, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but I don't know. Especially now that I don't even have blonde hair, but I'm going to have to wait another six months until I can dye my hair blonde again, which isn't fun. Anyway, somehow I'd still rather be preferred to, uh, rather be, I'd still prefer to be uh, compared to Jeffrey Dahmer than Jack Vigeon, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, it's kind of weird because it, it, it really bewilders me whenever I especially online, like it doesn't really happen as much in person anymore because I try to surround myself with friends who aren't stupid. Um, But it bewilders me when you see people online and they'll be mentioning like current events or past events, not realising, like say for example with this um, Jeffrey Dahmer situation, I've had seen that many people online who have gone, oh wow, like have you watched this Jeffrey Dahmer? Do Do you know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? And I'm like, I mean, I know serial killers aren't like, you know, that's not standard general knowledge that everyone is supposed to know about, but I thought stuff like that was just stuff that everyone knew about. Like, I remember there was this girl in high school once who I had, I said something about the Holocaust to her and her response was, what's that? And I just remember, like, I almost had an aneurysm and fell over because I thought, like, we're not in year six. Like, do you not know what the Holocaust is? And she didn't know at all. Um... And I think that's part, like, for me, I feel like, despite the fact that I'm a genius, no, <laughs> um, my mum always, and this is something that I'll do as a parent as well, my mum always used to grab me books from the library. She'd borrow books on, like, uh, the Stolen Generation, like, the Holocaust, all these different historical events, and she'd get me to read them. And to me, I think that's great. Obviously, it really depends um, what sort of learning style you have, because despite the fact that I used to like reading back then. Now, if you gave me a book and it wasn't something that I had specifically chosen, I would not be able to read it at all. But like, I remember as a kid, I knew way more than the average kid about lots of different topics, purely just because my mum would make me read things and talk to me about this stuff, which um, I think a lot of parents don't bother doing anymore because let's face it, and I can say this because I've worked in childcare and I have a little bit more of an idea about this, but kids today are stupid and it's funny because despite like considering we live in an age where technology is readily available and what can you think of a single family that you don't know or a kid you don't know who doesn't have some form of electronics because I can't um despite the fact that the internet you know everyone's using the internet and there's readily available knowledge on any given topic ever Kids are not, I mean, look, there's lots of smart kids as well, but I think because kids are reading less, unless, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with TikTok, if I'm being honest. Um, You see kids now, and they actually did a study, I was reading about it a little while ago, uh, on kids' attention spans. So basically what they were saying is with the rise of TikTok and all these little snippet videos where videos are like five or ten seconds, 
It's rewiring kids' brains to constantly be on the lookout for new something new to look at, something new. Oh, I want a different topic. Oh, I want something else. And so what happens is they lose their attention span and they have no attention span anymore because they're constantly flicking to something and they can't concentrate on anything. And it's funny because in the same sense, I look at kids back in the day. Like I remember when I was younger, if you put a box in front of me, I could be entertained by a box for a week. I remember when I was probably like 11 or 12. I have vivid memories of this. I remember my mum, we must have gotten a new TV and I used the box and I cut out a, a, a door hole and then I just put a table in there and this ta- this box was only like, obviously it's for a TV, it was only thin enough that it could fit like a little table and a chair. And I remember I used to sit there, I used to really love um, chicken kebabs and boiled potatoes for some reason. Now I would not eat a boiled potato if, unless you force me to. To me, a boiled potato is poor people food or people who don't know how to cook because it's very easy to make a roast potato. Um, but I used to sit there and eat those and I could be entertained for weeks from that box. And now kids have iPads, uh, Nintendo Switches, Playstations. I remember there was this kid in childcare two years ago that was telling me when Fortnite had that big craze that he would play Fortnite. And I thought, okay, first of all, I don't know if you're really old enough to be playing Fortnite, but... The, we did not have things like that when I was younger. Although, I will admit, I'm, I mean, I'm, I didn't have it that bad. Off. We had a Wii and stuff like that. Compared to uh, kids who, like, say, for example, if you're 30 now, growing up, um, what electronics you'd have, what was it, Game Boys? And, if, and back then, I'm sure it was a lot harder to have in the first place because lots of people couldn't actually afford them, whereas now all, that, all this stuff is pretty easily available and affordable to the average family. But um, what was I talking about? Now I've forgotten. I go on tangents sometimes. Um, <clears throat> anyways, um, today I actually wanted to have a conversation about online dating because I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the Meetup app. It's like this app where they organize events and you can sign up to go to them. And I meet a lot of people, but for some reason, when it comes to my friendships... I get, I'm not going to say I get bored of people very easily, but I meet lots of people and then have no desire to ever meet them again, which sounds bad, but maybe it's just because I'm not stimulated by them or something. Maybe just because I talk too much. I have no idea. But um, I thought, oh, maybe I'll go in here and make some friends because if I'm being perfectly honest, a lot of my friends are pretty shit and to the point where I don't even really consider them friends anymore. If you're listening to this and you are actually one of my friends, and I'm sure you know that you're a good friend, then ignore this. Anyways, enough ranting about my shitty friends. Um, I went on this meetup app with the intention of making some friends. And I ended up finding this group um, where they meet in person and it's kind of like a discussion group where every week, well, every week or every month, whenever they do it, they'll just have a set topic and everyone will just go there and have conversations about it around the table and they'll have like cue cards and everything. And this one was on, it was just having a discussion about online dating. And I thought, oh, that's interesting because I've been around the block a little bit in terms of dates and things are not going that well for me. So I thought I'd go there and um, listen because I actually kind of wanted to listen to someone from the perspective of a straight person because even though I am adamant that it's so much easier, I wanted to see if they were experiencing the straight, the same problems as we do in the gay community because I swear no one wants to date anymore. And um, anyway, I went there 
and they were having some good conversations actually i was really surprised that the like range of people that were there there was a couple older people there uh and then some younger people i was the youngest one there i think but there was a girl that was maybe like a year older than me but no one gay um and i was talking to the people at my table and it's funny this has actually never really occurred to me but obviously older people i don't know maybe they're just scared from watching the news all the time or something it's basically they they someone had asked like at what point in into the talking stage do you actually meet up with whoever you're speaking to and to me like i prefer if i'm going if i'm talking to someone i want to meet you like that week otherwise you know when you i've had that happen that many times when you continuously talk to someone and then it kind of just fizzles out because there's only so much talking you can do like and also, it's kind of a waste of time because as much as you get to know them beforehand, half the time what happens is how you speak to someone in person and how you get along doesn't exactly... It doesn't really work out when you meet in person and then you realise that your personalities don't actually mix very well in a real-life situation. And I've have had that, I've had that happen so many times where you talk really well and then all of a sudden you meet and you're like, oh, actually, I really don't like you. Um, but I still said, I was like, look, I want to meet up as soon as possible. I'm happy. Like, I've had people message me on the day and be like, hey, do you want to go out for dinner or something like that? And to me, yeah, one, I have nothing better to do. And two, I always like to do fun things. So, um, and this older lady was saying, no, you can't. You can't do that. And if you do, you need to meet up. Like, you need to make sure that you know the person first. Like, have phone calls with them, which uh, I don't think many people even have phone calls anymore. So I didn't really understand that, but I guess she's old. Um, but she was saying, if you do meet up with them, you need to meet up with someone in a public setting in case they kidnap you or kill you. And I know this might apply a little bit more to females than it does to the average male, but me personally, I've never felt uh, in danger by meeting anyone. Like I personally know that Unless someone's going to chloroform me and hog tie me or something like that. Sounds like last week. No, I'm just um, unless someone's going to like knock me over the head or stab me or kill me, I think I'd be able to get away, if I'm being honest. I have very strong teeth. Um, I will bite the shit out of you like a dog, like a rabid dog. Or I would scratch your eyes out and then you would be bleeding and then I would make my escape. But I understand that some girls, um, or just anyone in general, I understand that some people might be scared to be in an uncomfortable situation with someone, especially when... Have you ever had the situation where you've like met up with someone and they don't look the same in person? I've actually never had it happen, but I've always contemplated what I would do in that situation. And I think for a girl it would be even more awkward because there is that element of, oh, I don't know this person that's a guy, I'm a girl, they could overpower me, obviously not all girls are weaker than guys, but there's usually a size difference, um, so I kind of understood what the lady was saying, but also, she's just old, like, it, it had never really occurred to me, I've never had any issues, I think a lot of it is trusting your gut, and also not being stupid about it, but realistically, in the gay community, people are on grinder, and if I went on grinder right now, and I didn't have no hair at the moment and they looked prettier, then I could probably get someone wanting to meet up with me in the span of five minutes and I could technically go to their house without a second thought. I don't I don't know if that's really a straight people experience, but regardless, people get the, get put in these situations all the time and I've never had an issue 
and that's purely just me being as smart as you possibly can be if you're planning on meeting up with someone for a hookup or something like that, let alone if you're going on a date with someone, why would they be trying to kill you? But um, they were telling me lots of stuff in this online dating meetup. It was quite interesting. But I came to the conclusion that even though straight people do experience the same issues as gay people, they have... And here's how I was trying to explain it to my mum because I've told my mum, I said, look... It's, real, it's hard enough as it is as a gay person because, you know, as much as we, I live in a big city now and there's lots of people, there's still not anywhere near as many people as straight people, let's be honest. Like, I, I was t- explaining it to my mum the other day and kind of trying to do the rough maths. I said, I think about, like, 5 to 10% of people are supposed to be gay or bi or anything of the sort. So my, my friends who are girls or guys who are straight, okay... You have 10 times the amount of people as I do that you can possibly connect with. I, as a gay person, have 10% of your pool. And then on top of that, you have to cut out roughly 50% because sexual incompatibility. And fun fact for those who are listening who don't know, because I was having a conversation with my mum a long time back and I had never realised that my mum always thought, and a lot of old people think this, well not calling you old mum, but a lot of mature aged people think that gay people just take it in turns to have sex with each other. And that was something that I never thought about at all. It, that has never made any sense to me, but lots of, lots of people think that. So if you have an older person around you at home and you've never discussed your sex life with them, chances are they probably think that whoever you're sleeping with, you just flip fuck each other. I've never done that in my life. <clears throat> I know some people do, but I don't think that's really the average gay person's experience with sex. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So realistically, I have one twentieth of the dating pool of a straight person. And then on top of that, there's always, as with straight people, there's the people who don't want to date. But the thing that I've found the worst lately, especially since moving here, because this wasn't very prevalent in... Wodonga where I'm from because what there's a 30,000 population and there's about hang on I'm counting on my one hand there's about four gay people in town so open relationships are not really a thing in country towns I'm sure and if they are those people are very greedy Um, I think it's a greed thing too in Melbourne not always but I think here gay people have this idea that because there's a smorgasbord of, of other people around and what is that a helicopter the police are out to get me um because there's such an ease of access to sex with like so i don't really know who's going to be listening with (laughs) most of my friends know about grinder but some people might not so unlike straight dating apps grinder is not a dating app you can use it for dating if you want um i have actually found much success on going on dates with people from grinder but i think most people just use it purely for sex um, and basically, unlike straight dating apps, say, let's compare it to Tinder. Tinder, you have to both swipe on each other in order to get a message sent to the other person. Grinder, on the other hand, and I'm actually going to go on it now just so that I can describe it to you as I am seeing it. So Grinder has a grid format, unlike the swiping. And basically, the people who are at the top of your grid are the ones who are closest to you. So if I click on the person right now who is the closest to me, they are apparently 14 metres away from me. They have no name, no picture, 
So unlike, I know on Tinder you can not have pictures, but the average person has multiple pictures. On Grindr, about half the uh, profiles do not have pictures because, like, I just had a guy message me before, and I hardly use Grindr, but I had this guy message me and I responded. He said, hey, how's it going? And I said, good, thanks. How are you? But he didn't have a face pic, so I said, face pic, question mark. I was bored, so I, I normally I wouldn't even ask or respond to that because if you're not going to send me a picture straight away, don't waste my time. But I was sitting here doing nothing whilst I was listening to another podcast episode that I was editing, so I didn't have anything better to do. The guy responded by saying, yeah, I'm good, just cook some dinner, and then ignored me asking for a face pic and then continued to try and message me. So already you can see that it's kind of not like Tinder because I don't know if straight people would be brazen enough to actually try and talk to someone without a face pic. I'm sure there are people like that, but the average straight person, I don't know. I guess I guess when you consider that there is this stigma that some people have where they don't want anyone to know that they're out and they don't want people from, and even if they are openly out, they don't want people from their work to see them on a gay dating app or something like that, so they won't post pictures. But why can't you send me a damn picture Otherwise, how do you expect anyone to speak to you? And look, it must work for them because otherwise, why would they continue doing it? But I'm prettier than that. I need a face pic. I'm sorry. I'm not going to have sex with a random profile when I have no idea what you look like. And if you do do that and you have anonymous sex, then I feel sorry for you. Uh, (laughs) But basically, as you go further down the grid, uh, they get further away. But it will tell you how far away people are. And on top of that, unlike Tinder and Hinge and all these apps... Anyone can message anyone on Grindr. You don't need to swipe and both like each other in order to get a response or to even be able to message. So because it's mainly used for sex, I find that there's lots and lots and lots of people on there that are purely on Grindr just to have sex and hook up. They don't want to speak to you. They don't want to have a conversation first. They'll literally message you and be like, hi, are you looking right now? And that is the most detestable sentence that I hear online are you looking now hi even if i am looking to have sex right now i am not looking right at this moment exactly and without wanting to have any form of conversation with you i don't and look if you are that's fine but you're probably going to get five stds (laughs) um but i think because there's this smorgasbord of gay people around and it, it the ease of access to sex is so easy to get Gay people, one, don't want to be in relationships. And this is one thing that I was discussing with someone today. I think also um, queer people, whatever you want to refer to them as. I don't like to use the word queer, but I know most people do. Um, I think we're quite progressive compared to most straight people, purely just because circumstances are different. Like, there's lots of people that are in open relationships, lots of people that um, do lots of weird kinky sex stuff that I don't think most straight people are really doing. I think gay guys, I don't know about lesbians, but I think gay guys as a whole are quite sexual compared to most people because when you think usually, usually guys are more sexual than girls. So to have two guys in a relationship instead of one guy and one girl, it's two guys that can easily have sex every day. Whereas most girls I know are not wanting to have sex every single day. Um, and what's really prevalent on like Grindr and all these different apps for gay people is the fact that I swear every second person is in an open relationship. Now, if you don't know what an open relationship is, 
where have you been the last 10 years? But an open relationship is where you are dating. And I think there's lots of different types, honestly. But to me, an open relationship is where you're dating someone, but then you also sleep with other people. I've seen some people who refer to themselves as being in an open relationship, but they're actively going on dates with other people. And to me... That just seems like you're kind of trying to find a better option, but you're comfortable with the person that you're with in the meantime, and you're basically wasting each other's time. But this is what I mean. I'm not judging anyone else's circumstances because I know I've had circumstances in my relationships where it's completely out of the norm as well. So each to their own. But I think the issue with these all these open relationships is that I find, and lots of people that I've spoken to, are in open relationships purely because they don't really have sex with their partner and they're kind of filling the void by having sex with other people, but they're still romantically attracted to their partner. And to me, that doesn't work. I can see why someone would stay in that situation, but to me, if you're not having sex with your partner at all and you're constantly wanting to have sex with someone else... Fine if you only want to sometimes, but if you're never having sex with your partner and constantly wanting to have sex with other people, then you either need to break up with them or solve the issues behind that problem because that's not going to get better. It's not like you're going through this dry spell of, oh, you know, we're not having sex at the moment, but in a month we'll start having sex again. No, you're going to get used to the idea of having sex with other people and clearly sex with other people is on par, if not better, than having sex with your partner if you're constantly wanting to have sex with other people. So you need to solve your issues or you might as well break up and stop wasting each other's time, if you ask me. Um, But it's really strange and it's really hard when you actually want to date because me personally, I've never been a hookup person. Like, look, I've had plenty of hookups. I find that most of my hookups tend to... I'll either never see them again because I didn't like them or... If I have liked them and we get along really well, it will turn into a friendship. I've had, I've had one, two, I have multiple friendships where we've had sex, either continued having sex, but became friends or we've thought, okay, like the sex was all right, but I'd rather see something, some other form of potential in this. Let's turn it into a friendship and not have sex again. And I think ultimately in the end, when you're having sex with one of your friends, the more you become friends with them and the better of a friendship it becomes, you stop having sex. I know that's not like that for everyone, but say, for example, me and my friends, Nick and Michael, um, we used to have sex and now I haven't had sex with them in a long time and it's purely just, we're good friends. I don't have any attraction to you anymore because I see you as a friend and I know you very well, but I feel like it it does sometimes make for better friendships because say for example, well, you've both seen me naked, so it's not like I'm embarrassed around you about like if someone's seen you naked, what else do you have to be embarrassed about? Like <laughs> that's the way I see it. But um everyone, everyone, everyone is in open relationships and I'm I don't see an open relationship being something that is viable for me long term at least. I've never been in one. But I would I would consider it if someone asked me to be in one, but it would be a temporary thing. It, it, I could not be in an open relationship for the rest of my life because the way I see it, and this is this would be my fear, if I was in an open relationship, I think ultimately in the end, I would find someone else 
and then I would start developing feelings for them and then lose some feelings that I had for my current partner to the point where I'd want to be with that new person next. And I've heard of that happening a lot. Um, and it makes perfect sense because, I mean, it depends how you view sex, I guess. And this is where it comes back to gay people seeing sex differently to lots of straight people, I think, because I used to see sex as purely romantic and oh if you're having sex with someone it means you like them or you want to be friends with them and as I've gotten older I've realized that you can have sex with anyone and it can mean absolutely nothing doesn't mean I like you doesn't mean I even like you or your personality at all we've had sex you're getting your rocks off that's the main design of sex I guess now, when you're in a relationship with someone and you're having sex with them and you love them or like them, then it's different because I wouldn't really call that just sex. It's more like you're being intimate with someone. But um, I don't know where I was getting at here. Oh, anyway, um, I would say that probably on Grindr, at least every third gay guy is in an open relationship. And it's really hard because I'm looking for a closed relationship. If you want to be in an open relationship in five years, sure, I might consider it. Right now, if I'm seeing someone and we're going on dates or we've just started officially dating, I have no need to be in an open relationship because I'm liking having sex with you. I want to explore having sex with you and being intimate with you and get to know you. I don't want to be constantly meeting other people and playing around with other people because if that's the case, why am I not just single? And then there would be no rules and no stipulations on what I was doing. Um, because you see so many gay people and it's like, oh, yeah, we started dating last week and now we're open. And I'm like, why not just be friends? I don't get it. Like, you can have friends and have sex with them. Why are you committing to a relationship if you're going to be open right from the get-go? Because relationships are a lot of hard work, especially when... Two out of three of your relationships, they basically acted like 12-year-olds the whole... <laughs> I'm sorry, Caleb, if you're listening. I'm only joking. Brody, I'm not joking. I have had relationships where they have acted like absolute children. Relationships are hard work. They're draining, and sometimes you get good things out of them, and it's worth it. And sometimes you get nothing good out of it, and it's just mentally draining, physically exhausting, and... <sighs> Rant over. I'm not even going to get into it. But... um. I go online and I go, oh yeah. And then you start talking to someone and then, mind you, people don't really clarify this stuff either. A week into talking, they go, oh, by the way, I'm not looking for a relationship or I, I would only be willing to be in an open relationship. And it just frustrates me because I feel like we as gay people or queer people, whatever we want to call it, it kind of limits um, our dating successes when people put all these stipulations on dating and when people don't want to date in the first place. I get it that some people don't want to be in a relationship at this point. But what I find really strange is when you see like 30 something year olds and they go, oh yeah, I don't want to settle down yet. Like not yet, maybe, maybe in a couple of years. And I'm like, I see those forehead lines on your forehead. Do not sit there and fool yourself into thinking that in five years you can settle down and be in your first relationship because you meet lots of, um, older, not 30 is not even old. You meet lots of people that are like 20, 28, 30 plus, And they've never once in their life been in a official relationship. I've spoken to people who have been way older than me and 
I have had longer relationships than them. And that to me is really worrisome because when you think, like, I think a lot of these people assume that, you know, oh, I'm just going to wait and settle down in a couple of years and then that will be my forever relationship. Newsflash, everyone goes through multiple relationships and if you're in your first ever relationship and it's still working for you and you've never dated anyone else and you've been together for like five years, I'm happy for you. I honestly don't think it's going to work out. I have never ever once in my life seen uh, a first time relationship work out in the long run. Now, look, obviously you, you hear about all these people who married their high school crush and they've been together for 30 years and that's fine. I'm not saying that it doesn't ever work, but for me, I, I, I thought that my first relationship was going to be my forever relationship, excuse me, and then it wasn't. And I think what I've realized from that is that first relationships are there to show you what you are like in a relationship and to teach you how to be in a relationship. And then you can take that knowledge and apply it to your second and third and fourth and hopefully fifth and last um, relationship and Honestly, you you learn different stuff every single time you date people. But these older people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to wait to settle down. Well, newsflash, that first relationship that you have when you're 35 is going to be over and done with in three years or less, I'm sure. And then you're going to be 40 years old and roaming around the gay saunas trying to find hookups and you'll never be in a relationship for the rest of your life. And that's a depressing look at, look on the whole situation, but I, I honestly think that's what it's like because I could not imagine dating as an older person. Like, for me, I already feel like... I already feel ugly at the moment. I feel like people must think that I'm old or something now and I'm 22 just because I have no hair. Like, you, then you see these 40-year-olds and I'm like... Especially because a lot of them are also not trying to date other 40-year-olds. There's a, It's a big thing within the gay community. And look, I'm sure lots of straight people are like this as well, obviously. But it's a big thing in the gay community for people, older gay guys, to be quite predatory, I feel. And it's not something that I ever really thought of up until recently because we've all been there, done that, ha- had sex with someone that's way older than us. I personally prefer... Uh, in terms of my type, I'm usually more attracted to older guys than I am to younger guys. But th- it gets to a certain age where you have to wonder if it's sex, <clears throat> whatever. Like I get it. Lots of young guys like older guys anyway, as long as it's legal and you're both consenting, who cares? But when you see a 35-year-old dating a 18-year-old, I, s- I have to sit there and look and kind of think what could you possibly have in common with each other and the answer is nothing unless you bonded over trauma or something what could you possibly have in common with an 18 year old in saying that I also know lots of older people who purely only date younger guys because they're immature themselves and it's kind of like an evening out. It's not the case for everyone, but it certainly was with my second ex where it was like, okay, I understand why you only date twinks because you're an alcoholic and the twinks are more mature than you. Um, But I will zip my mouth on that one now. So I was curious and I actually Googled um, how many 
gay guys are in open relationships. And according to a study at San Francisco State University, um, a 2013 study found that 42% of partnered gay men were either in open relationships or monogamish, as in like mostly monogamous, but not fully. Um, and about 42% of gay men in open relationships apparently tell their par- tell their primary partners about other sexual contacts that they have, whilst 33% operate under a don't ask, don't tell policy. And that's something that I think my two friends, Nick and Michael, they're actually in a thruple. That's three for those who can't count. And let me say that I'm very frustrated because they are three people dating each other and I can't even find one person to date. Um, But enough about me. Um, They're situation they only have threesomes or foursomes well foursomes now they used to be in a a, a, they used to be a standard couple and now they brought another person in but when they were just it was just the two of them they would have threesomes rather than have sex with people separately to that from what i know i that's based on what i've heard from them um and i think with that it makes more sense to me because you're getting that outlet of being able to have sex with other people but you're experiencing it with your partner and there's no distrust and you know what's happening and you're there to see it. And some people like that, if I'm being honest. I, I, I could get around a threesome. Well, I have gotten around threesomes, not, not lately. but um, And I think the issue that a lot of people in open relationships have, and this is purely based on people that I've slept with who have been in open relationships, a lot of the time they don't have any rules surrounding like there's no stipulation surrounding how their open relationship works and you'll hear people who go oh i just don't want to know about it but yet those same people are constantly on grinder constantly looking for sex and i'm like okay if if i were to ever be in an open relationship i would not want to be having trying to find someone to have sex with that is not my partner every single night to me what's the point don't you love them don't you find them attractive but there would have to be stipulations surrounding um so i've never told anyone this well not many people know this but um about a week before me and kayla broke up in my this was my first ever my first ever relationship we were together for about three years and i had thought that me and caleb were not having sex regularly it was maybe like once every two weeks and i had thought that maybe there was something wrong with me so i was going and getting uh, my testosterone levels checked doing all this stuff and i was also on antidepressants at the time so that might have been an issue as well but i ended up saying to caleb look if you want to like i was like i'm happy if you want to have sex with other people until we work this out but i'm actively working it out and i think that's the difference between me and lots of these other people who have issues, I was actually going and trying to work it out and work out the root cause. Um, but I said to Caleb, I was like, look, I don't want you kissing anyone else, like no making out if you're going to have sex with them, because to me kissing is a romantic thing. I don't know if I still think that now, but at the time it was to me, despite the fact that newsflash we actually didn't kiss. Um, I'll have to talk, oh, that's another whole conversation Anyway, um, and then I said, I don't want you having sex with anyone that I know personally because I just would find it awkward. Obviously, you have to use condoms because if I'm in a relationship, I'm not using condoms. Who am I, a girl? Um, So I don't want to get an STD. So I want you to use condoms with other people. And also I said, I don't want to know about it unless I ask you. I said, 
if I ask you where you're going, lie to me. And then if I say to you, are you going to have sex with someone or are you doing this? That's when you tell me the truth. And I would never get angry because I've allowed you to do it. And sure enough, he had sex with someone else that same week. And I asked him, well, I didn't actually ask him. What happened was I had said to one of my friends, oh, Caleb's off doing this. And they were like, oh, well, he must be having sex with someone. And I was like, no, I didn't even think about that. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, probably makes perfect sense. Um, And then I just couldn't deal with it, I don't think. But I couldn't get mad at him either because I had allowed him to do it. So why would I get mad? Um, And I think that's the issue that lots of gays who are in open relationships have. They don't have these stipulations and rules. And in the end, they just end up not trusting each other. Because it's one of those things where if you're allowing your partner to have sex with other people without you being there, you need to be able to trust them and you need to be confident in what they're doing. And you need to make, you need to know and feel secure in your relationship so that you don't constantly feel insecure and inadequate and, As a gay person, I think we all feel a little bit insecure sometimes, so I don't know how that would really work. But anyway, that's my rant over for today about open relationships. And if you're in an open relationship, stop being greedy. (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'm off because I'm sure after listening to my voice for half an hour, you're all snoring. And I will see you guys next week when I talk about something else and bitch a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, bye.